Blog Talk Radio. Hey, good morning, everyone, and welcome to Real Mentors Radio. This is Troy Dooley, your host. We are starting a brand new series today. Now, over the last few months, we have really focused in on personal development, what it is that you need to do to thrive personally and in business. Today, I'm starting a new series. This series is going to last us, oh gosh, I don't know, I'm looking on here, about 11 days. So we'll finish up the month, a little bit probably into September, on the Social Media Symphony. Now this is phenomenal. Mike, now I'm going to screw his last name up. I've not talked to him live yet. We've been chatting all over the place. Uh, Mogolnik, I think. It's M-A-G-O-L-N-I-C-K. Now, this is the cool thing about this. You guys know I get so frustrated with self-proclaimed gurus. Everybody wants to tell me how to build my business, how to build my brand, how to do all this stuff in social media. And you guys know we have never, or at least I haven't, Jim and I sometimes screw up and get some weirdos on our other show, but we have never reviewed anything on Real Mentors Radio that doesn't come from a pro, somebody that is an expert, not a self-proclaimed guru. We've done Eric Qualman, Joel Kahn, you know, uh, Marty Smith, I mean, just some great people, and Mike is this kind of a guy. Listen to his past. Listen to what he does. This is amazing. Mike is a recognized marketing and sales executive with 25 years of proven leadership. He has more than 25 million social connections with people around the world, including business, political, celebrities, author, and more. I mean, this is some powerful stuff. Now, listen to this. His blog, which you guys need to go to his blog, M-A-G-O-L-N as in Nick, I-C-K, Magolinick.com. It hosts an average of 10,000 people every day. Personally, he's worked with dozens of companies on strategic planning and social infrastructure and growth. Now, this is what I love about this. I love guys and gals that say, Troy, we would love for you to just take a peek at our book. And, and gosh, guys, I've got a boatload of books that we pass on that we never do on the radio show. I got this book in last week. I opened it up and was blown away. Now, I want you to know something. We're, we're going to be putting it up in our bookstore over at, at Amazon. But you need to go buy this book because there is no way in 30 minutes I'm going to be able to go through each chapter and do what needs to be done. There is so much stuff to cover. Today in Chapter 1, the introduction to social media. I'm going to be hitting some highlights. You want to make sure that you have some pins out because this is important. I love what Mike starts off with. Let's look at this. What is all the fuss about? Listen to these stats that he quotes. Fifty years ago, business was very local, with people primarily communicating face-to-face and through local post-mail. Thirty years ago, the primary form of communication was the telephone. Most of us had a rotary phone connected to the kitchen wall with a handset that stretched as far as the coil cord would take us. Man, I remember when they put our phone in, first we had a party line, and then Mom got we we got a, a private line what do you call it? A, a personal line and she had them give her a 50 foot cord so that she could have that phone attached to her ear 
and walk all through the house. Now, we had a little bitty house, let me tell you that, too. Okay, I bet it wasn't 700 square feet, but, I mean, she could go anywhere. And you know what? My mama became pretty good at having the phone in one ear and a switch in the other. And she could chase me out that back door and never put that phone down. So, I mean, I, I can relate to what Michael's talking about here. But now he says this. Imagine how difficult that would be to update your status now. Matter of fact, listen, let's look at the phone. Less than 20 years ago, I remember when those 800 and 900 chat lines came out. Everybody was connecting through the chat lines. Man, that's about as obsolete as the day is long. Listen to this. 20 years ago, the fax machine took over as the primary communication tool in business. And people really thought they'd arrived at the forefront of the future. So let me get it straight. You can just stick a piece of paper in the machine, dial a phone number, and after a long, very well-defined communication tone, my message shows up on somebody else's machine. Amazing. I was working at ProStep at the time, and literally all of our network marketing members, we had fax on demand, and they were pumping out faxes like email spam, man. I mean, it was huge. Ten years ago, the world embraced email as the new frontier of communication. It was quick, very quick. It was effective. It was personal. It's still important, but now the massive amounts of spam filling our boxes, coupled with the increase in network problems, has changed emails forever. Again, I was at ProStep. I remember my, 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 uh, we, we created ProSend, one of the first autoresponders. We were able to do things at AOL that freaked them out, and they, they shut us down until we communicated with them. My good friend and, and former business partner, Enrique Garibay, started Pro Auto Responder, one of the most advanced autoresponder systems in direct selling. Man, I remember those days. You could get a 30, 35 to 70% closing rate with email. Now you're lucky to get a 2%, and you're lucky to get a 35% open rate. It's amazing how things have changed. Today, social media is not the shiny new communication, is not only the shiny new communication tool, but it is defined as a new standard of communication. I remember at Christmas time, uh, my mom and dad and I, I guess it was right after Christmas, first of the year, is when my son got out of prison. And he was up there. We were using Skype. You know, Skype has become the communication tool. You know, everything is in a social environment somehow, Facebook. I had somebody the other day said, Troy, where are your girls at? And I said, I don't know, let me check Facebook. You know, because that has become like the deal. Michael says this, truth is social media isn't a fad. It's not something to think about as an eventually. It's a communication paradigm shift. The implication and the result of an explosive growth of social media is the single most significant change in the way we communicate. I can't disagree with him on this, but here's the funny thing. There's a lot of us that grew up in and around the Internet. I was 16 years old. I was going to Votech, and I was working on computers. And we started using bulletin board rooms. We started using user groups. None of this is new. It's just now it's become mainstream. And what you will find is every type of communication that's out there, the way people communicate, usually starts with an underground movement and then it comes to the forefront. And I want you to understand as we, as we dig into this a little bit further, 
social media is far more than just communication. It's also far more than just advertising. When you understand the magnitude of what you have your hands on, it becomes very powerful. But as somebody that's a an Internet security expert, you also need to be very, very cautious. Too many times people are putting out more information than they should. And that can cause privacy issues, identity theft issues. It can actually cause a break-in in your home, a rape or anything else. And I'm not trying to say, whoa, I'm just telling you, this has happened. I report on it constantly. Be cautious when you're using this stuff. It's, I mean, it's just, it blows my mind. Let's look at some of the other stuff on here, because like I said, there's no way for me to follow up and go through all this. He said, according to a 2009 report by Michael Stetzler of Stetzler Consulting entitled The Social Media Marketing Industry Report, they surveyed, they surveyed 2,500 people in social media with 880 people completing the survey in its entirety. The number one benefit to social media marketing is gaining the all-importance eyeball. The, re- the report from 2010 mirrored the findings of 2009. A significant 81% of all marketers indicated that their social media efforts were, were, have generated exposure for their businesses. The second major benefit, improved traffic and growing their list by growing new partnerships. That's pretty good. Third, an unexpected benefit was the improvement in search engine rankings, which was reported to uh, by more than half of the participants after employing social media strategies. This is huge, guys, when you think about it, especially for that local. Let's go back to what, what Michael wrote here about 50 years ago. All business was local. Now, over the last few years, I've heard local businesses gripe and complain that they have lost sales, and they have, but that they have lost sales to the Internet with the rise of social media. Local business is once again starting to flourish because people in the local community are starting to connect and say, hey, I'm over here at... at, at Publix, and I just saw it, buy one, get one free on ribeye steaks. They're saying, hey, I'm over here at, at Starbucks, and there's a sale on for locals. See, you're starting to see how technology that spans the globe is coming back home in a local way. And I'm going to talk about more on, on this as we, we get closer. Here's some major findings about the social media industry. You know, I'm going I'm to get done doing this. I'm going to get a phone call from my mom. And she's going to say, would you stop procrastinating and help me get my computer back up online so your dad and I can enjoy some of this stuff? I, I can see it now. Okay. But here, here we go. Here's some of the stuff. It helps people close business. Now, this I'm going to do a whole series on this coming up on over on our blog. But for so many times we hear old school, new school in marketing. We Belly to belly, face to face. Listen to this, 61.62% of marketers who have been using social media for over a year report that it has helped them to close business. More than half of the respondents who spent six or more hours per week, not per day, per week, 
on social networking activities reported the same results. See, social media won't close the deal for you per se, but it can help close the deal. And I would, I would push this even to a further and say that if you're using technology like Skype, like Uvu, where you're, you're face-to-face talking with people, that you can actually close deals on the Internet. It's no different than using a, a three-way video call. I mean, that's exactly what it is. You don't have to have a, a phone on a hard wire. You just got to be able to face the people. Second thing, major findings. It generated exposure for my business. Listen to this. Owners of small businesses with between two and 100 employees were the group that most likely cited an increase in exposure, 84.8% reported the benefits. Across all marketers, 64.86% strongly agree that social marketing generated exposure for their business. And all of them were around six hours per week, an hour per day is all that comes out to. Another finding, it helped. It has resulted in new business partnerships. 61.83% of people who were only a few months into their social media marketing strategy, reported this valuable new partnerships. Now listen, marketing strategy, you can't just throw crap up against the wall. If you're sitting there saying, hey, I'm over at Starbucks taking a leak, you're not going to build the quality of clientele that you're looking for. Matter of fact, I'm going to defriend you because I don't just give a rip. I defriend probably half of the people a week that want to be friends with me. One of the things that just pisses me off is I get all these little sexy hottie cottage girl college girls that say, "Oh, I saw your profile. You look hot. I want to be your friend." And I go over there, and you want to know? Here's the thing that did you want? I go over there, and here's the same seven, eight, nine, ten buddies of mine that have accepted these girls as friends. It's gotten to be where if I see a certain name, I automatically just don't even accept the person anymore. Because I know that he's not paying attention. See, let me let me share something. And Michael probably gets into this in the Facebook page, but I'm going to talk about it right now. It's not about 5,000 friends. It's not about Michael's 25 million connections. It's about that targeted audience that you personally are going after. If you're a local business and you're trying to bring in local clientele, Don't accept every friend from Russia just because she says she'd love to marry you. Don't don't accept every college girl because she's gone wild. Focus on people that are going to help build your daggum business. Nothing more. And, And listen, don't accept all your children's friends. If I accepted every person that has said, hey, I want to be your friend because your son's my friend, my my wall look like a freaking zoo. Okay, you don't do that. You've got your family, and that's cool, and you've got their wives or their girlfriends or their best friends, and that's cool. But you got to target this stuff. And you, you can tell I get very excited about social media, but I've learned so much. And the funny thing is, in, you know, my field's network marketing, and usually I'm a year in advance of everybody else when they join these sites. Because my big background is technology, and that's what I love so much. You know, this is crazy, guys, but it's fun. Listen to this. It has resulted in new business partnership. Oh, I already did that one. It's generated, oh, here we go. It has generated qualified leads. 
Many businesses are hoping that social media will be the holy grail for lead generation, and it can be when it's done right. According to the Stetzler Report, I probably didn't say that one right either, after only a few months and with as little as six hours a week invested, more than half the marketers agree that they have generated qualified leads. Now listen, I, I, I already like Mike, because you notice in that sentence he didn't say, with as little as six hours spent, he understands logis- uh, uh, linguistics. He understands that you're investing time, and that's a plus. It reduced overall marketing expenses. Man, I'm telling you what, social media, it isn't free totally, but for the most part, it's the most inexpensive way to market. And you can start out free. I've used all organic traffic to build my business online. All of it has been organic. I've not spent $1 yet. Now, part of that is because of the niche that I am in. We're moving into a few other niches this next year, and we'll probably use a little bit of, of paid advertising for that. But if you're a, a, a brick-and-mortar business, you're going to pay less in advertising using social media than you will if you go out and try to get a billboard or, or you try to get newspaper ad. Plus, think about this. How in the heck are you going to, you're going to do an ROI, your return on investment? You know, if you go buy a billboard, you're going to be like a, a guy I know that owns the Midway truck stop up on I-70. You're going to have the guy come out and say, you know what, 32,000 people go in front of that sign. Those are your potential clients. But you have no clue if that billboard paid off. There's actual metrics we can use. There's statistics that we can use. We can use analytics to know what your return on investment is when you use social media. It says it helped us raise in the social or in the search engine rankings. Eighty percent saw uh, an increase in their rankings. It helped to increase their subscriptions. I mean, this is powerful. So let's look at what is social media. And these are some tidbits you might want. Social media was first used after LinkedIn, LinkedIn created their social networking site for professionals, which launched in May of 2003. The term has gained common usage in the years that followed. In 2006, a Wikipedia article on social media defined it as a term used to describe media which are formed mainly by public as a group in a social way rather than media produced by journalists, editors, and media conglomerates. And I agree with that 100%. It is people-driven. 100%. I happen to to love videos. So almost all of my social footprint has a video attached to it. Now I'm known as the guy that sits in front of the American flag. I'm known that in Russia, in Australia, in the Ukraine, in Iran. If you go to my blog, you will see over 200 different countries of people that have hit our website because of those videos. Folks, that's pretty powerful. I I invest a lot more than six hours a week, and I've done it for two and a half years full time. But the results have been miraculous, to say the least. See, this is what it's about. So what can you expect as we move forward into this book? Let's look at the different things that you're going to get in social media. The communication 
blogs, microblogging, social networking sites. That's part of social media. Collaboration sites such as social bookmarking, the wikis, uh, Yahoo questions, some of the article writing sites, opinion sites, that's all part of it. Multimedia like YouTube, Viddler, you know, all of that, that's part of it. Review and opinion sites. I do a lot with news sites worldwide. Digital Journal is one that I write with. You know, you, you, you get this all picked up. All that is part of it. But, in fact, one of the big ones, Fox News now has a whole community, and it's a social community that, that interact on there. That's what you're going to see. So what, what, what per se, if you're out there looking, maybe you're brand new and you say, I want to get involved in this. What defines a social site? It's, it's interesting. I, I created and, and have updated it once a quarter for the last year called the Social Marketing Directory. And we list over 200 sites uh, just about in every category, from a video, from bookmarking, from news site. I mean, they're there. And, and some of them are very niche-oriented. And I want to stop for a second and talk about this before we go into what else Michael wrote in this chapter. There are some, sits, some, some niche social sites that you may want to get into based on the profession, the industry that, that you're in. There's some for woodworking. There's some for marketing. There's some for sales. There's some for pharmaceutical reps. There's nutritional sites. There's diabetes sites. There's dog lover sites. Sadly, there's adult sites for that matter. What you've got to look at is where's your niche and where can you go into? Now, the, the ones that we hear the most about these days are Facebook, Twitter, and YouTube. However, just like a few years ago, MySpace was the king. Then Facebook came along. I would predict that Facebook's biggest competitor, and it's still in the alpha stages, but in the next few months will be Google+. Plus Because of, their, uh, of the way the Google circles work, it, it's, it's over 50 million people, I believe. It is, no, 20 million. Over 20 million people have joined, and it's just in the alpha stages. They haven't even put it in beta for a public release yet. I happen to be privileged enough to be part of that because of all the business we do with Google. And I'm telling you, it is a pretty wild situation that's going on over there. But you've got Facebook, you've got Twitter, you've got YouTube. You've got to focus in. I, I'm, I'm, I do a lot of my own analytics. We look at where we're at and, and what we've become influential in. And once you start to get your footprint out there, you will find out very quickly that you're going to become influential in stuff. I, t I talked about local type of social media. One of our local newspapers, the Destin Log, has created a social community on the site. And it amazes me how many people go on there and they, and they comment and they blog and they interact with each other. Not all of them are local, but they all like to hang out. Just today over on Fox News, beautiful picture of my town and island that I live on was there because of the new Air Force supersonic, highly secreted F-35 that is now part of our home. And I, I looked at comments, and there's people from all over the world who have at one time or another been stationed here making comments. That's part of the social type of site. It includes national and regional. So it's amazing as I see this, as it's amazing as I, as I read what Michael wrote in this first chapter. And I mean, guys, I'm leaving out pages and pages and pages of information. It's just too hard to cover. But one of the things that he brings up that I love is he says social media versus traditional advertising. 
And I looked at this. He said, certainly many companies, especially small businesses, have either reduced their investment in traditional advertising, such as newspaper, yellow pages, all that, and are now and now rely solely on online strategies using social marketing along with their own website or blog. Studies show the number of small businesses expecting to abandon traditional advertising in the next financial year has steadily grown year after year. Hey, we see this at a federal level. They're shutting down the post office on Saturdays. They're cutting they're cutting costs. You know, the post office is the only business I've I've ever seen that does things backwards. When they start losing clients, they raise prices. Instead of saying, you know what, maybe we ought to cut the price of a stamp so the business would come back to us and, and we could see more more junk mail. You know what, I'm kinda of getting I'm kind of getting lonely because I don't get much junk mail except in my spam box, and it's boring. I, I used to like getting those publisher clearinghouse things and those free magazines every now and then. you know. But this is what we're seeing. There is a rise in social media, and here's the reason I believe it's, it's happening. It goes back to the definition. Social media is people-driven. So when people see authenticity, hey, I love this, hey, this worked great for me, it becomes a win-win for people. Now, here's some trends in social media you might want to want to write down in the last few minutes of the show. Number one, social media has killed off the TV star. Okay, we're we're already seeing daytime soaps after 30, 35 years canceling their programs, and the reason being is, if you watch a TV show, you may have 7.5 million viewers that are doing something, and, and you're going to interrupt them with an advertisement. Advertisers have learned that they can go online, and they can advertise inside of the games, and they're going to have a targeted audience, especially when they say, hey, click on this ad, fill out this survey, and earn X amount of points in Farmville or Farmland or Mafia Wars or whatever it is. And that's what they're doing. Second thing, the group on effect is here to stay. I've got some good friends of mine out of out of Georgia that are launching a brand new network marketing company based on the Groupon model, and it's it's been successful because what they have done is they took the Groupon model, they took the network marketing channel, and they brought it back to the local community and said, "We've got a way for you to start building your business." It's amazing. Mike Mike's writing about this. Number three, mobile is social. I just had to get wiped off my my. Uh, cell phone bill yesterday over a hundred dollars because somewhere along the line uh, something got clicked, people got downloaded, and I had all this add-on stuff all came through social media, and it was all mobile. It was all through the texting and crap, online ads. Get this for free, and then they don't realize the fine print says we'll charge you fifteen bucks a month. That's huge. Number four, sharing is the new search. That's that's a that's a I I get stuff all the time. Hey Troy, do you know where I can find this? Hey Troy, do you know where you can find that? Hey, hey, can can somebody help me here? I'm trying to buy a new car. What's the best one to buy? I see it all the time on Facebook. That's what's happening. People are saying, "Hey, yeah, go over here and check this out. This is what you want." In closing, listen to these two paragraphs that Mike writes here. Marketers need to create campaigns that go beyond interrupting the consumer with advertising and create content that's highly useful and easily shareable, such as contests, deals, promotion, inside information, product reviews. 
I use no interruption marketing in any of our marketing channels, period. I don't like it, and other people don't like it. He's talking about it right here. I love that. Lastly, social media is no longer just a way for consumers to waste a few minutes looking at funny cat photos. Today, Facebook and other social channels are becoming the way people interact with a larger world around them. And brand marketers are going to make sure they're not late to the parties. Folks, I can attest to this. Just look at Egypt. It was through a bunch of Facebook and Twitter posts that Egypt got turned upside down. And now we're seeing this happen in London and other places. It is the wave of the future. And you better connect and you better get involved. It's the way you're going to do. Tomorrow we really start digging into... Mike's book, The Social Media Symphony. You need to go to his website. It's M-A-G-O-L-N-I-C-K dot com. Buy the book. Tomorrow, your brand identity. Man, this is my life. This is how I make my money. I love sharing this information with folks. We're going to have a blast. Live life like it's an epic adventure. I'll see you at the top. Be back here tomorrow with us on RealMentorsRadio.com.